0: Evening, all welcome, welcome. It's the Reach Up Sessions on Soho Radio tonight. Let's go. What a wonderful record! Change always feels a bit summery to me. Change of heart. All right, it's the Reach Up Sessions. As I said, so that means, as usual, we have the uh, the full crew in the house: Chrissy Kibosh, yo, and uh, Andy Smith. Evening, everybody. Yeah, we are all here, all present and correct. We've got uh, a bit of an action-packed show tonight. We might have a guest mix uh, coming up. Yes, we do. With a bit of luck, that's going to happen. Yeah, the nod. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we got the nod in the back. It's all good. So we've got a bit of a guest mix coming up before too long. We've also got uh, Melvo Baptiste popping in, main man at uh, Glitterbox. So he's going to be telling us all about what's going on on uh, the Glitterbox label and in terms of their club activities. And he's going to be joining us at about uh, 9 o'clock tonight. Here's somebody else who's uh, going to be joining us. Not us, as in Reach Up at Soho Radio, but us, as in Londoners. Going to be having a uh, massive show at the O2 at the end of June. Quincy Jones.
1: I hold you, I touch you can't find my way. I drink you, I drink you, I'm being subject
2: SoHo Radio. It is the Reach Up Disco Wonderland session. That is uh, Fonzie Thornton there with uh, Beverly. Don't often hear that tune, mustn't it? And before that, Quincy Jones with I Know Karida. Well, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the show uh, this week. A uh, guest, as in Melville Baptiste, will be dropping in at 9 o'clock. And we've got a mix as well. Uh, which I think Nick's going to talk to us about the mix. Yeah, let's, let's hit let's it now. Let's, we-
0: let's hit it now in the mix uh, for us this week. It's Jäger Rossa, aka Phil Rose, uh, Northern based uh, DJ, uh, promoter, and uh, part of the extended uh, <coughs> Midnight Riot family. Let's go straight into it. Okay, into the mix, the Reach Up Disco Wonderland mm-hmm. sessions on Soho Radio. In our
3: minds. And in our hearts, something like this, something that is so, so good, so important, so great, cannot ever die. And for years, you know, maybe many years, people are going to,
1: it'll be considered passe, or uh, ridiculous. It'll be misrepresented and caricatured, and and people will will, will, will be laughing at it. No, they're going to laugh at John Travolta. They're going to laugh at Olivia Newton-John. They're going to
3: laugh at polyester suits and platform shoes. But we have nothing to do with any of those things. And we still love the disco. And those people who don't understand that, will never understand Disco, real disco, is so much better
4: than all of that stuff.
3: Disco is too great. Too fun for it to just disappear. disappear.
4: We can make it, make it if we try. I would never, oh, never would turn be? a lie
2: Soho Radio it is the Reach Up Disco Wonderland show and uh, earlier than normal we were in in the mix there for the last oh I don't know 20 25 minutes gives us a rest as well and we hear some good tunes and uh, Nick you' going to run through well uh, what was played there come
0: on yeah sure sure uh, kicking off uh, the Jaeger guest mix for us tonight it was Michael Lyon or Leon Changes that's the Jaeger last days edit uh, into a tune that we remember Andy from uh, Bristol days back in the early to mid 80s Alim, get loose get remember loose, yeah, that gr- one yeah, hearing that one bit. out and about yep. uh, but not in its original version this time this was in the uh, the form of the Yam Who edit Yam Who of course the uh, that's Andy who uh, runs uh, mid night riot uh, LJ Reynolds after that trust in me another yam who edit uh, then it was the chauffeur surely surely the chauffeur amazing and I think we maybe sneaked a little bit of groove assassin uh, Find me some love in there so uh, big up uh, Jaeger Rossa for the guest mix yes thanks tonight. very much and thank, don't thank forget you. if
2: you uh, want to send us a guest mix in please uh, go ahead and do so you can contact us via the Facebook page reach up boogie down and um, yeah let us know we'll give a listen and if we like it we'll uh, give a spin on the show show or not. okay back to the uh, stacks of wax this will be a taste of honey with a tune called rescue me which you may well recognize in just a second Into Soho Radio, the Reach Up Disco Wonderland session. That is uh, Shaka Khan, uh, Do For Me, the uh, late night tough guy re edit. We do like late night tough guy on the show, but then if his re edits get a spin, before that we had uh, Taste of Honey there with uh, Rescue Me. Yeah, and if you didn't know, that's the original of uh, the Funky 4 Plus One. That's the joint, that's the joint, indeed. And now we're going to play a joint, one of yours, uh, Chrissy. What's the, what, are going to, what are we going to drop next? Come on. Uh, yeah, it's just an edit I did of um, Could Heaven Ever Be Like This, Idris Mohammed, a bit of a classic. Um, which uh, you've dropped to the Bussy building a few times and it always kind of.
5: Yeah, it seems to go down pretty it seems well. Seems to
2: go down quite well indeed. Uh, and in a minute we'll be talking to Melbourne Baptiste, which will be uh, great, talking about his uh, career and Glitterbox and lots of interesting stuff to do. Hang on. You're listening to Save Radio. Go, Chrissy Guy Bosch's uh, re edit there of Idris
5: Mohammed. Could heaven ever be like this? Little DJ friendly outro there as well, just plenty of drums. To there <laughs> get is plenty of your so mix on the way. Mi- out. 50,
2: 50 minutes, 50 seconds ago. Yeah, me. Oh, that's a good idea, I guess. <laughs> for the DJs, when's that coming out, Chris? What are you
5: doing with that? Mm, yeah. What's this space, yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, we've got Melvo Baptiste in the house. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. <laughs>
0: Uh, myself. Welcome, welcome, welcome. it's myself. it's embarrassing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you could have gotten away with it as well. You didn't have to say
2: it. I don't you know. know yeah. Find knew who was
6: clapping.
2: So, Mr. Baptiste, you are pretty much uh, the man behind Glitterbox, and uh, um, you've had a oh, lustrous career. Anyway, apart from that, but now you are the man, the Glitterbox man. You've just handed me a, a CD as well, Glitterbox. This ain't no disco, which is coming out this week as well. So, h- how 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 is it being the Glitterbox person? Um, how is it
6: being the Glitterbox person? Mm. Um, firstly, I'll say thank you for having me. This is That's such right, an amazing up. little studio. I hope you can hear me okay because I can't hear myself yeah, on the headphones. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, the studio is amazing. I love so Radio. Apart <laughs> from um, can't eat yourself in there I can't hear myself <laughs> but that's fine that's fine um, so um, I initially used to go along to Glitterbox just as an event just to kind of enjoy it I like the music I like the fact that I could go to a club and just hear kind of uplifted music and a lot of the I don't know sulfuric stuff from the early 2000s that I loved and you couldn't hear that anywhere else. Clubs were getting, for me anyway, very stripped back and it was minimal, it was Tech House. So going to Glitterbox and just seeing this event, I was like, wow, I like this. This is at Ministry, you'll take it, isn't it? This was at Ministry, yeah, yeah. that's right. So I went there. Then, I don't know, let's say six months to a year later, I'm just at MySoul doing my weekly radio show and I get a message on Facebook from Simon Dunmore and he says he's been listening to the radio show um, and he'd like it if I'd come along and host the loft at Ministry. Uh, firstly, everyone knows Simon Dunmore the kind of infamous A and R man, it's Perfected Records. Yep. Um um and he asked me to come along. I played some records in the loft. It went really well. He asked me to come back. It went well. Um and then somehow ended up doing A and R for the label as well. <laughs> we started a radio show. And then within a year, it's just gone, it's gone nuts. We've gone to high Ibiza, so the old space. Yeah, how's, how does that go then, is that good? We had our opening party on Friday just gone. Oh, yeah. And um, it was amazing. Ibiza's changed a lot over the last few years, so people are, promoters are forced to adapt to what's happening. Um, but it was, it was an amazing night. Um, Dimitri from Paris, Purple Disco Machine, Roger Sanchez, Basement Jacks, John Morales. Yes. Have, have they done have much China. to um, the interior of high? from it being spaced, you know? How much have they changed? If I'm honest, it still, for me, it still feels like space. Um, it, does, it does look different in there, yeah. In terms of the layout, no. You still walk around the club the same as you did before, sure. but they have a room that you need to know about. <laughs> okay. and, and you're not allowed to call it the Heiden. toilet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the WC, and that stands for Wild Corner. So as you go <laughs> into the bathroom, promise you, you go into the bathroom, along both sides, you have doors, which are the toilets. In the middle, you have a DJ booth just like this. And two huge speakers in front of it. So you go into the toilets for the party. You get booked to DJ in the toilet. John Morales played in the toilet. Well, we've always for Three We've we'll
0: play, we'll all played in toilet before. <laughs> <running> out, too, <laughs> much. That'd be nothing new for any of us.
5: <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be dropping wow. the right kind of stinkers, though.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh
2: dear. <laughs> that was worse than next too. <laughs> really
6: on, We're only four minutes it? out. But <laughs> that was another Mike's down joke, wasn't it?
2: it? <laughs> so, so you've done the, the toilet session then? Have you? Yeah. Uh,
6: yeah. We got called something else right, the, sorry, session. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the wild corner
2: the wild corner session, um, I, yes.
6: I'm doing the wild corner um, in August so this time I played in room two um, so kind of think you get people just kind of breezing in and out no yeah I mean people <laughs> no, they actually do they do I mean you, you, I, I think people go in there initially <laughs> <dear. laughs> Uh, comedy comedy show this is not gold gold
2: Mm, yeah oh right so okay i don't know where to go from there we should should play a tune should we play a tune so we brought in uh, a couple of tracks uh for us to play some old tunes and some new tunes it looks like as well so um yeah uh, you're
6: starting off with a classic tune for us yeah what's the story behind this one i am so we were just talking about the new compilation a minute ago it comes out on friday it's called this ain't no disco um we've tried well i've tried to kind of follow suit from previous comps and offer a bit of a mixture of music So new stuff some older stuff it's important for us not to be labelled as a kind of nostalgic Rit-true party thing, yeah. and just play old music we want to introduce new stuff as well Yeah, but there's a few records on there that when I got permission to put them on there I was excited and this was one of them the reason why is because um, if you do listen to the Glitterbox radio show we're, we're so fortunate we can get some really good guests and uh, I had Valerie Simpson on the show um, oh, right. obviously one half of Ashford and Simpson and um, Valerie told me that she and Nick wrote this record and Dusty Springfield came to New York and she was looking for songs mm-hmm. and she actually wanted this song at the time and mm-hmm. they said to her no I'm really sorry we want to give you a song but we can't this is our golden apple for Motown so we're going to go to Motown and tell her this is a song we think one of your guys should sing it um, it turns out Marvin Gaye tell me to release it it's an mm, absolutely monster record yeah. and sometimes some records can't be touched and you would think that couldn't be touched Yeah. but then Patrick Adams Leroy Burgess Jocelyn Brown do this to it Mm, I know
2: and bring something else to the table don't they? Yeah a whole new
6: angle and it's, it's just as beautiful as the original
2: Classic, classic tune by Inner Life, uh, their version of Ain't No Mountain High Enough, as selected by Melvo Baptiste, our uh, guest tonight. And uh, while we're off air off then, we'll be just talking about uh, re-edits and, um, and our thoughts on how uh, re-edits are going and uh, the people who make them and how well they're doing. And um, so what's your thought? I was, I was basically asking Melba whether he did re-edits himself and, and the conversation went from there. So I should, I should start with that. You, you don't do re-edits yourself then? Uh,
6: no, not at the moment. I um, I haven't stepped foot in the studio for, I don't know, maybe four years or so. And uh, we'll keep it that way for now. Um, but yeah, on a topic of re-edits, obviously I do I do r for Defected and Glitterbox. So as you can imagine, people send us demos all the time. And uh, we do get a lot, a lot, a lot of re-edits. And sometimes, as I said just off air a second ago, It would be amazing if people would step back into a studio and just spend a bit more time and I know it costs money and it, it kind of, it makes it a bit more difficult for a bedroom producer. But if they if they did put more, a bit more into it and said, right, I'm going to try and put a team together. I am going to get a session guy in or a writer in, or I'm going to find an amazing vocalist on Instagram and, and, and build something. Um, I just think it creates records that are going to live for a lot longer than what they currently do. Hmm. A lot of music is here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah it's just it's, it's hot for a minute and it's gone sure but um, look at all this stuff. Um, the stuff Steve Silk early early 90s stuff like you're still playing in the club now and it sounds amazing it sounds great because they're mm. great songs mm. and um yeah, I'd like it if we went back to that just a little bit. Right, I mean, because I mean, Joey Negro has been
2: actively making tunes, you know, from uh, from now, obviously, but that's with that kind of
6: vibe about them, hasn't he? Which uh, pushing things forward a bit. I guess you're saying it needs more people to kind of go that way. I think the difference is with a small handful of guys, the fortunate ones, the John Morales, uh, Joey Negro. Uh, we spoke about Late Night Tough Guy, the Reflex those guys are so well connected, they get the original stems for sure. the records. Well, so, I think Joey pays lots of money for this. He does, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. And even Joey, he'll sometimes get the stems but then still get uh, a new singer to come in and sing on the record. Yeah, yeah. So I think for those guys, we have to kind of put them in a bubble and take them out of everyone else. They're, yeah. they're doing their elite thing. There's definitely yeah, something different
2: to people who get people, extra players to come in and replay that bass line and replay that keyboard thing rather than somebody
6: just adds something to the original and nothing else. Exactly, yeah. and a, a lot of the time those guys understand the original record so let's say there was a certain break in the record that was the best part a lot of kids don't get that they mm. just hear a little loop and put a record out and put a kick drum on and say, no, here it's great it's the original it's not they, they didn't understand the original and what made the original so good mm. that's why a lot of those guys they're in their bubble they're yeah. on the mantelpiece looking yeah. all shiny and nice and pretty but it's more the younger lot as you're coming through like Come on, let's, let's do doing something. something different. Yeah, something, like, yeah, different. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you
0: think that's something to do with the, the the new generation coming through, just wanting quick fixes? It's like, hey, look what, I can, what I've done in six hours, and I can play it out tomorrow. Rather than, of course, it does take a lot. It's a lot more work, isn't it, when you're writing a song, it's trying to find a great vocalist, and it's not it's not the quick fix that maybe that maybe some people are
6: looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um I think of course it's exciting if people have got Ableton at home now so it's really easy to get a disco record loop it up in time and it's it's, it's not difficult to do it so if I was 15 or 16 and got my laptop I'd get excited and I'd probably (laughs) put it on SoundCloud (laughs) straight away Um, but yeah I I don't don't want to call them lazy it's kind of it's, it's all they know yep yeah, it's, that, that's all they know. So it, it takes someone to say no. Look, there's if there's there's more there's more to it than that. Sure. But like you said, they've got to learn to be patient because it's not an overnight thing at all. Yeah. It takes oh. time to make a good record. So how much of your average set is re edits up to originals? When I play, when when you play your glitter box sets. Oh god, it depends where I'm playing. Am I warming yeah. up and I'm playing a main set? Yeah, yeah. Um, like at a glitter box party, it does range. Like I walked into the main room. at... 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. and Roger was really banging it out. Um, but if you're playing early, you're you are going to keep it quite gentle. Yeah, um, sure. It's a mixture. I mean, I'll, I'll, you, we'll go for some records today. The next couple I'm going to play you are tracks that I play out quite often in sets. Yeah. Um, ones Peggy Goo who's smashing it at the moment. What is that,
2: is that light you up?
6: But the next one <laughs> that I guess we may as well get into we now, as we've well. spoken about, about it. Yeah. Um, Luke Solomon, so label boss um, at Classic Music Company. Luke's such a G. Um, he made a record called "Light You Up," It features Queen Rose and Amy Douglas, and it done really well on Classic. Got picked up by a lot of people, and uh, went to Louis Vega for a remix. It hasn't come out just yet, but the remix is hot, and it's on the comp. So we thought we'd show it with you. It's on the comp, which is out uh, this Friday. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. So here we go. Uh, "Light You Up." second choice from our special guest Melva baptiste tonight that would be uh peggy blue with uh, light you up yeah you're liking that one nice nice indeed yeah so yeah uh Melvo, i want to i, I want to take it back to the beginning because we haven't really talked about kind of how you got into this and we've got to talk about your uncle of course haven't we because uh, yeah, is the reason yeah. that, that you got into music and everything because because of your uncle
6: Who is Norman J? Yeah, Um, of course. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's Norm. Um, Is that the reason I got into music? My, I've got to talk about my dad first before I talk about Norman. Okay. Um, My dad and Norman grew up as as best mates, Acton boys, uh, West London, and they would run around to every club you can imagine as dancers. They were part of the soul scene. They were in Crackers nightclub, 100 club, late 70s. Uh, both loved the music. Uh, my dad was probably more interested in women than he was the actual records, where where, where Norman was out spending all his money on records every single week. So right. for me growing up, initially, my dad was the one playing Love Unlimited, playing loads of Philly stuff, Motown, um, you name it in the house. That, that was my first kind of taste for this is the music that I like. Um, and then just being around Norman so much growing up. So I'd, I think if Norman was just a DJ and just DJing clubs, I wouldn't have been exposed to as much as I was. But because Norman was doing his Sunday night BBC radio show. 45.
2: You, you used to sit in on that, didn't Giant you? Giant 45, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah.
6: So I'd just go and sit in with him on a Sunday night. We'd normally go to Spurs on a Sunday afternoon and ah, right. watch Tottenham lose at White Hart Lane and then we'd go <laughs> straight to the studios. I think they are on Miley Road at the time. Um, so I'd sit in on the show. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just absorbing it and enjoying music at the time. And then because Good Times was a family sound system. So every year at Carnival, I'd be, I'd be on a bar selling Budweiser or I'd be handing out um, big tune fans or something from the age of 12 or 13. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was just in and around the music. I liked it. Um, none of my friends were into Soul or Boogie or Soulful House or Disco or anything. Oh, yeah. um, Me and Nick know about that, don't we? Nick? <laughs> <laughs> we do Nick. <indeed. laughs> But so you got that. to play on the on the sound system,
2: did you? Yes,
6: them? yeah, yeah, I did. Um, oh, what would that have been? What, what year would that? I'm so bad of years, no. I forget how I even got here tonight. <laughs> 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 but I guess it would have been, I think that was the final year, 2012, 2013. Right. So it would have been around then, 2011, 2012. All oh, right, just before it stopped. Really, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We probably, uh, probably brought it to an end. <laughs> Thirty years of success, <laughs> one set from me, and it's finished. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did. Yeah, it felt amazing. It felt amazing. That's that's Norman's patch. So I, I don't want to mess with that too much. That was his patch, and he knows how to rock that crowd. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So you probably just uh, have you always
2: been digital DJ, or did you ever start with records and move to? I'm was intrigued by this because because I'm still kind of primarily vinyl but I I've talked to Norman about this for a few times and and said you know how how was it flipping from vinyl to uh, you know digital and he was like yeah it was great and I never look back but
6: you've always been digital have you um no no oh, okay. all all of my records that I bought when I was at school are all garage music I was I was a oh, massive right. garage head so um plenty of, plenty of wax on that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so I think that would have been Late 90s, so I think early 2000s was when Garage really went to the charts and Craig David came through in 2001 or something. So yeah, it was all just white-labeled Garage stuff. I don't play any of it anymore. It's all stuck down there. Um, Still got it though, yeah. And don't forget, <laughs> Norman would have been sent loads of demos and promos, so I, I was given ah. a hell of a load of records from Norman when I was young as well. Okay. All the Soulful House bootlegs and stuff. So yeah, no, all my early stuff was, was vinyl, um, but then pretty quickly moved on to CD. Um, went on to Tractor and Sorato for a little bit never got along with it hated it oh really yeah hated it oh. and what uh, was it you didn't like about it I think with Tractor there was always something wrong with Tractor and the right. only time you figure <laughs> out something's wrong is when you're live in a club with people in front of you yeah. and you have to learn all the things that all the little niggles within Tractor and they say oh when it does this you've got to do this or when yeah. it does this you've got to do this Yeah. but I'm like I keep finding these things out when I'm in front of people yeah it's not <laughs> the yeah, one. It's rough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as I had a USB stick where I can go, home on a second, I just put this stick in. Yeah, All of my songs are on here. Mm. No, a DJ should not be behind a mixer pulling leads out when he's about to come on in the main room Definitely. you shouldn't be doing it full Definitely. stop
2: yeah yeah
6: um, trying, to hook the, trying to get that circle thing going on the screen oh no, my god you don't get us oh what's going on when channel's not working <laughs> oh no everything for the first tune oh yeah and oh. you should be thinking about your set and all you're thinking about is is this going to set up okay is it going to mess <laughs> up yeah is it going to set up that's and, not uh, the way you want to start a set no no i've done that for about a year and i was like oh, i can't even bother with this right so and then <laughs> usbs were getting uh, most most clubs had USB ports. So. Does everybody play at Glitbox
2: use USBs of interest? Uh, no. Oh. No. Some people still play vinyl?
6: No. <laughs> oh, oh, <mic's> um, <laughs> no. The, mic, the mic just fell down. No. I, I think maybe um, Vito, Aeroplane. Um, he made that record Love on Hold with yeah, Arthur great record. Yeah. I've seen him playing vinyl, but Dimitri from Paris, no. Roger, no. Todd, no. Do you know what? I'll be honest, when I see a lot of them in the, the Big super clubs, and you see a DJ playing vinyl. Sometimes I think, oh God! Yeah, <laughs> feedback. Just yeah, <laughs> just, so many things at, at risk. Just, yeah, I just think stability-wise now, I, I don't know many now that will go mm. into them kind of clubs, nah. uh, Carl Cox and stuff, will go in and still play. No, nah. unless it's a one-off and they're doing it for a, something a cool, trendy reason. Or mm. um, I don't know. I oh, know. No, uh, F- Follow more. Follow more. <laughs> Follow more. Plays vinyl. Oh, right. Um yeah. he released an EP with us. I know one of them will probably listen in now and say, Melv, I, I always play vinyl when well, you didn't say that. You didn't say that I do it."
1: <laughs> um, you on the spot.
6: But yeah, yeah, if I think Dimitri, Joey, Todd, Dave Morales, um uh, Louis Vega, I don't see any of them carrying vinyl into the clubs
0: at the end of the day
6: come on it's about what comes out of the speakers right yeah yeah that's just DJ talk really do you know what (laughs) I've said this I've said this a million times I always say and we I'm so guilty of it as well we all get caught up in saying what did he use or how did he use it or how did he mix it and ultimately, because we're stuck in this DJ world, we look at each other. But ultimately, your only job is to make them like dance. Yes, so it doesn't matter okay? how you're doing it or what <laughs> yeah. you're pressing, and they dance. That's your Give job. Give
0: people a good time, man. That's exactly. your job. That's yeah.
6: the one job. So exactly. Yeah, yeah we're all agreed on that. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. Okay then,
2: uh, Melville let's have, let's have another tune. What's what's up next?
6: Oh, I forgot what one I lined up. Okay, then oh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, rock the mic oh good I'm glad that I chose this one Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I meant to do this Um, I chose this one because um, the original of this one Moose Tea it came out maybe 10 years ago or so he reworked it it was called The Oo Song Um, maybe four years ago Um, Ashley Beadle heard the record and said you need to put a rapper over that and I can make it something really good he went and found a guy called TAZ TAZ done his thing it was a wicked record Uh, and then Con remixed it and it just feels quite authentic and genuine and it's on the comp as well
2: oh it's on the new Glitterbox comp there you go listening to uh, Soho Radio it is the Reach Up Disco Wonderland session with myself Andy Smith, Chrissy Kibosh, Nick Hawks and our very special guest Mr Melvo Baptiste who uh, yeah, pretty much runs the whole glitter box uh, kind of set up with the radio show everything DJ's at the uh, club night there at Ministry Sound and uh, high in Ibiza as well uh, and that was one of his selections uh, Moose Tea um yeah, so what else should we chat about? I don't want to ask, ask you, what's the, the, the kind of best gig you've ever done? Is, is it what, what you currently do now? Is it, is it, is it the, uh, you know, I mean, I know you've done, you've done plenty of festivals and stuff, haven't you, before? And...
6: Yeah, festivals are a weird one, aren't they? Because <laughs> Depends if
2: it rains, really, I guess.
6: <laughs> <laughs> they're a strange one because you kind of get excited for your set. And then as soon as you get the people in front of you, ultimately, it's not like they've paid money to come to a club. And once they're in, they're in. If you're in a festival and you try to do anything a bit left and you lose that tent, you've pretty much... Because no, there's too much choice to go somewhere You've pretty much lost the tent. So that's the everyone gets into a festival and just plays banger after banger. Oh. Um, <laughs> which I find happens at most festivals you go to. But um, going back to your question... Is Southport Weekend a bit different to that then, surely? I think even there you'll oh. go and you'll find most of DJs it's not a place to go and test new records or right. yeah. take a risk at a festival you don't tend to play very long sets at festivals it's normally an hour and a half kind of thing you've got to cram them in yeah yeah you do and I think um, DJs feel the pressure but um, going back what's my favourite set yeah. it kind of changes every week to be honest I'll say um, uh, last Friday was special for me at High Ibiza. It was a, our very first night. Um, even when I was landing very first um, and jumping off the plane, I was, I was a bit overawed. I thought, oh, my God, I'm actually going to do this. I'm actually going to go and play at the old space at High Ibiza. Ah, right. Um So that felt special. <laughs> I actually played back-to-back with Simon Dunmore at Ministry a few weeks back, and that felt special. That's always great fun, though, isn't it? doing that? I mean... Yeah, it just felt like the one oh three at Ministry just felt like home. I don't know why, it just didn't it just felt nice in there but Do you do many back to back sets with any of the other acts or are you usually no. just kind of
5: no. It completely changes the dynamic. Obviously it's a really obvious thing to say, but we do it quite well we do it almost every week up and it's we do. it's so refreshing. You know, I get you get such a different experience from it just going banging one tune in each and you know, really yeah. getting getting stuck in.
6: One hundred percent, I agree.
2: If you've got the right DJ you're doing it with who's on the same level as you're yes, if so you want just killing just your vibe.
6: completely off tangent. Yeah. I, I actually I haven't mentioned this but so Norman's son Russell, so my cousin, Rush J., um, uh, Russ is a producer and a DJ. So when I first start, kind of started out in DJ and we used to play together a lot and we were called the Loud Minority and uh, we played at I think, Supper Club in West London. I think that cha- it was, it was, what was it before that? It, was, it was Subterranean? Subterranean and then Neighbourhood and then Supper mm. Club. We started a residency oh, yeah. in there, one of my first ones. So I kind of learned a lot of my early gigs. I was playing with someone. So, um, coming out of that I felt like I had to kind of learn to DJ by myself you kind of <laughs> you can't get yourself you, can't, you haven't got someone to pick a record and get you out of a bit of trouble you've got to kind of plan your two hour kind of show so yeah, yeah. Um, if I'm honest I'm not mad on back to back sets anymore oh uh, right I do, you've got um, your own thing sorted out I do I mean, you know what I don't, like? I don't like when you're setting a record up and you think right I'm going to do this <laughs> because I want to play this in a minute and you do something ah. and then they do something completely different and you say oh no, I can't play that one now. yeah <laughs> I've just lost the last 20 minutes I want to start again so uh, it's fun when it happens but I don't like to to play back to back too much right yeah
5: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you've got to think on the fly quite quite a lot more than you would normally be doing right
6: yeah probably yeah
5: you've got a short amount of time to hear what tune they're going to drop in unless you can have a peer over and think right what am I going to mix out of that
6: yeah yeah I guess with, with a lot of the glitter box parties we do it for me it's always an energy thing so if I see We play two or three records that are very up and we're up. I want to say, right, let me just try and calm things down for a minute and play something a bit groovier and down. But if you're not playing with someone who's on the same vibe as you, Hmm. yeah it's not always amazing for the dance floor
2: I mean sometimes at the bus we do a three way or even a four if Andy Bailey's there yep. as well but sometimes there's four of us yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you can literally go and check another floor out and come back <laughs> play another tune <laughs> but it seems to work doesn't it, it? Does. I mean, yeah. it does. alright uh, so uh, we're, time is uh, is flying by here um, we better play another tune Um what is the next uh, tune you've selected
6: here? I think I've lined up Try My Love <laughs> um, so I've got to send a big shout to Cy Marlin aka The Shape. Shifters. Um, it's been a, obviously Lola's theme is the uh, monster hit and people are still playing it in clubs up until today um, the last couple of years size come back so it's no longer two people in the shape-shifted it's just one he released a record with us um, called When Love Breaks Down it features Tenny Tinks towards the end of last year and it's done really really well and it's turned into a bit of a staple for a lot of my sets anyway um, and then he's got this brand new record it comes out on Friday another one that's available on the album he's working with Tenny Tinks again Shovels on production on percussion. Hollis Parker programmed the drums. Um, it's a remake of Sharon Red. Try my love, and uh, it's it's badass. Can I say badass on here? Yeah, we will let you yeah. say badass. Hey, you just yeah. have it's it. a bit of a lineup. <laughs> Random
5: fun bit of trivia. A couple of years back, when I was uh, moving from Acton to another place in Shepherd's Bush, I moved into Simon's flat. Oh wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> there, <laughs>
2: there you go. On Bromyard Avenue. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Uh, okay, uh, shapeshifters with uh, try my love. The shapeshifters with uh, Try My Love on for size. Uh, uh, the last selection, I think, is going to have to be because we're running out of time from Melbourne Baptiste. Thank you very much for coming in, sir.
6: No, thank you, guys, for having me. Um, I keep talking to the wrong side of this microphone, like really unprofessional. Um, now, thank you for having me. I feel like I've just been sat gas in so much that we didn't get a chance to get into too much conversation with the guys. I nah, nah, nah. Um, it's really no, no, But no, they're, they're every you week.
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 and so, uh, yeah. So the Glitterbox compilation, uh, "This Ain't No Disco," is out uh, Friday, eighth of June, I guess. 60? That
6: is correct. Yes, yeah. yeah Which is, is a triple Friday. triple
2: CD, looks like, and mixed by yourself as well. compile the mix by you?
6: It certainly is. Yeah, and. Um, Of all the things that I've done in my life and in music, for me, this is such a corner post and a staple because um, I felt a lot of pressure going into this and creating it. We'll Uh, go into clubs and play play records and you do things and you kind of enjoy it. When when I was told I was doing this, some have done more done than previously, and they've become so iconic the series hmm. that I really did feel it. So there it's was a different thing doing a compilation, Because you know, it's just gonna be there forever.
1: It's gonna I mean, be there I've forever.
6: Done a few, I've done a few in the past, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You always kind of think about, yeah, long term. Somebody might find this in 10 years' time
6: and stuff, you know. <laughs> and then, like we said before, you take the pressure on all these records that you really want to put on there that for whatever reason you can't, can't put on have. there because of restrictions or because they're costing much money or whatever. Yeah. So when you get to your final track list, and then you say, Right, I'm now gonna put this into three different mixes, and it has to be absolutely perfect perfect it's not it's that we spent a lot of time getting the mixes right so um for me it's a corner post um i most of the records on there i play out i listen to my headphones i enjoy spotify so it feels personal to me it's personal to Glitterbox. um a lot of the records that are on there i've also played in previous radio shows um we've mixed it up I've got Boogie on there I've got brand new stuff I've got uh, disco records from yesteryear and yep. uh, I just think it's a great listen and I would love it if you went out and supported the album and so what formats can people expect it on as well um, you can download via iTunes um, Amazon Google Play as of Friday um, you can go over to Defected.com and you can order the triple CD um, and there will be a vinyl as well um, but right. I'll let you know in a few weeks what tracks will be available on the vinyl it'll okay. be limited numbers on there obviously I'll be looking at that yes, yes okay you and
2: uh, you better just tell people how they can get tracks to you as you are um, an A&R man for Glitterbox
6: if they want to send some tunes to you how would they go about <laughs> amazing I was just gonna shout my email address out there, oh, there really, go, really, really, stu- really stupid um, <laughs> I think I think for now if you do have a record you want to get over to me you can easily find me on um, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter it's probably better yeah. at, at Melvo <laughs> Baptiste um, and yeah like we've been speaking about so much earlier we've got a real appetite for for great music at the moment so if you are in the studio and and you're putting time and effort in to make your music, send it through. Let's have a listen and try and ALR you.
2: Okay. kid. Thank you very much, Melba, for coming in.
3: Cheers. Thank you thanks so man. much for having well, thanks, us. thanks for joining up, us. Thank
2: you, love you
4: love very man. much, bye <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: again before too long just uh, got to say June the 9th that's the next time that we're down at the Bussey Building look forward to seeing you down there thanks once again to our special guest Melvo Baptiste for coming in tonight thank you so much and if you want to hit us up with anything don't forget, we're all individually on the Facebook and, and we've got the King's Cross gig as well. Yeah, as yeah, well we have. On
2: a Thursday night. Yeah. That's on the
0: 14th, forgot about that. Tell us yeah, a little bit more yeah, about that.
2: Yeah, then. so that's at the Fallow Bar, which is uh, 124 York Way, just around the corner from King's Cross. So early session, 7 till midnight. Oh, exciting
0: stuff. And it's that's going to be bar. yourself and Chrissy playing down there. Yeah,
2: yeah, just playing some boogie tunes. There's two floors, and the music's on both floors, and just, yeah, playing Nice. Some tunes early so,
0: to- June the 9th, down at the seat That's a Saturday for the regular monthly one. And June 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 the 14th, Thursday June the 14th at the fellow bar in King's Cross, right? Yeah. That's the next opportunities to catch ourselves reach up out and about. We'll catch you next time. See ya!